Hi everybody and welcome to our album review for Bad Means Evil. That's Eminem and Royce the Five Nine mm-hmm. and their project Hell the Sequel. That's a reference to their song Bad Means Evil. Anyway, this is the Classic Quest Podcast, the show where we go through the classic albums throughout the history of the hip-hop genre, discuss them all track by track. A good example of the kind of album we like to talk about would be Bad Meets Evil, Hell, the sequel, this very project. So we're going to run through it. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. I am your lady friend, Bonnie. And yeah, that that's about it. Yeah. So we do encourage all your comments. We'll have some conversations down there. You can tell us your thoughts and feelings on the album, your favorite songs, what you thought when you first saw it come out, all that good stuff. Anyway, it's probably going to you know take some time to go through these tracks. We're going to try and condense into a single part. Yep. So without further ado... Um, we could move into the whole episode part. So before we do, special thanks in advance to the patrons. This is Milka Damsey, Chris Pryor, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black, Hurricane, Linda Williams, Connie Sparks, and Scribble. Touch on that at the end of the episode. So, Bonnie, why don't you reintroduce the album that we're going to talk about just one more time. Well, we are doing once more Bad Meets Evil, Hell, the sequel, which came out June 14th, 2011. So... It feels like it's like yesterday when you say 2011, or at least I think it does. But, but it's, it's not. It's like 20, you know, almost 10 years ago. Almost it's a, the Black Eyed Peas were popping back then. Right. The Black Eyed Peas are forgotten these days. Um, Never forget. So we like to start off the show contextualizing our familiarity with each artist. Um, We've covered a lot of Eminem on this channel, yep. so you can imagine that we were pretty. We're familiar. We're pretty. There's a whole Eminem playlist. If you type in behind that suit, Eminem is a predicted. Uh, at least when I do it, so people care about that. Um, we've done a couple of Royce albums on my end. We did Book of Ryan, which I think is one of the best albums to drop in. Uh, I believe it was 2018. We just talked about the allegory, Mr. Christopher and myself. Um, that was uh, the most recent video to come out on this channel. That is not, you know, anyway, it's just, it's amazing. It's a very recent album. Yeah. Because of Royce's excellent work there, um, we thought it would be appropriate to try to sync it up for the uh, Bad Meets Evil, which would be chronologically the next in the shady albums for us to go through because yeah we have talked about everything up until recovery at this point yep from infinite all the way straight down through each of the projects track by tracks um same kind of deal and uh i think um it's pretty established that i know both of these artists pretty well i think rest of five nine is a truly wonderful like underground hip-hop lyricist and i think eminem does the eminem thing the way eminem does that's right do you know uh how do you what do you do you know royce the five nine no okay um so yeah i am new to the, the his whole you know to his sound and style and whatever and everything so obviously um i know eminem uh, i've listened to him since before we started this channel um, but like I've I've heard so much about Royster Five Nine, but I've never actually um, listened to his music, and I've kind of been like, well, let's do it, let's do it. Like I have no idea what he sounds like. Like let's do one, and then so here we are. We're finally doing it, and uh, yeah, that, that that's pretty much it. 
Um, yeah, so that that's this Bad Meets Evil is the collective of Eminem and Rest of Five Nine. Yeah. The project is called Welcome to Hell, which is playing up on that track they did on the Slim Shady LP, where it's like, see you in hell for the sequel. I believe Roy says that somewhere near the end of the track. And, you know, it's kind of like a whole lot yeah. happened between then and, you know, this album prop dropping. Like, there was the whole beef. There was the whole reconciliation. They all came. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can remember when this, like, came out, I was really excited. I mean, I remember when uh, Fastlane dropped as a single and it was like, no shit. Like, the real, like, the bad me, like, M's back again. It was like a double down on that M's back feeling that I think uh, Recovery had given me from that era. Plus, I was, like, early 20s at this point, you know, full-grown adult, mm-hmm. ready for this stuff. YouTube was popping. You could just watch everything on YouTube. You didn't have to buy albums anymore. What a wonderful time to be alive, you know? Uh, I bring that up because they're going to get mad at me because they have that track about don't steal our music. So yeah. I'm just I'm just being honest. I stole this album back in the day, um, ironically. Uh, but yeah, I like the title because it is that little kind of cookie cutter, but also kind of plays up on the mind state, the mindset of what Bad Meets Evil is going to represent, the more right. hellish, darkest side of their personalities. Yep. Um, and the cover is all nice and holy, heavenly, and, and you just see all these broken CDs. Like they're in like a graveyard of dead music, of broken oh, okay. sounds, smashed up records, and here they are, ready to like bring some life back into the game. And I say that because I think it's almost commenting on the state of pop hip hop at that time, which is maybe not favoring <laughs> the lyricist the way these dudes might have liked. I mean. I would argue that pop music's always been trash and hip-hop just went from underground to pop and there's still good underground hip-hop out there this whole era. I found out there's a lot of good underground hip-hop from this era as time's gone on. Yep. But anyway, pop music, it's just gotten worse and more formulaic and more expensive since this last decade has passed. Um, but underground music, tons of flourished. Anyway, it depends, I guess, on where you go to look for your music. Does Billboard count a lot? If Billboard counts a lot, you must be miserable at the state of music. If you just ignore <laughs> Billboard and go look for what's out there, it's a wonderful time to be alive. I digress. I guess, yeah. That's what I kind of think about when I look at that cover and the title. What about you? Um, I like how like the, the title font um, kind of reflects both of like their names and like their like logos like with their names mm. um, because it's kind of like both are kind of mixed in so I like that like that they're coming together like as like two separate people so I think that that's still kind of cool um and we have yeah M and Royce are like basically sitting on speakers and what I took as like an ominous post-apocalyptic type situation and it's very like dull and gray um and there's like records laying on the ground in front of them um and like the sun's coming out like behind them but like around that are clouds and the clouds are in like the shape of like um skulls skull faces Mm. and uh so it's like 
like the evilness is like still there. Um, and I thought that that was like kind of cool. So yeah, um, it looks looks cool. And you know, you're kind of like excited. Like when I saw the title or the the cover, I was like, I was excited to like, get into it. I was like, I don't know who this other guy is, but I'm excited to get into this. The other guy's Royce Stefano. <laughs> um, he's pretty powerful. I figured. Anyway, he's also apparently. He had several lines promoted, and this is going to piss off maybe some people because it's not related to this album, but he really had on three separate tracks references to, like, anti-vax propaganda, which fit the album because the album he just did, the allegory, kind of presented, I guess, to be black and anxious in a modern sense, and it becomes an easy easy leap to jump to the point where somebody up top is using vaccinations, but it just popped into my head. I can't stop thinking about it because hmm. he did a whole fucking skit on his album about this. Okay. Anyway, um, he's sober now, which is cool, and M's sober now which is cool. I think Emma was sober during this project, but I believe Royce was not sober during the recording of this project. Although maybe I should have brought that up later on. Anyway, welcome to hell. Let's do it. All right, Bonnie, how do you feel about this introductory introduction? Um, well, I mean, I mean, it's pretty cool because it sounds kind of like um, there's like a fire burning like kind of at the beginning and, it, you know, so you're kind of you know, like the fires of hell, I guess, essentially. Um, and it's just sort of like a great way to like, start the album off. Um, and we have like, you know, both of the guys, you've got Eminem and Royce uh, there, and they're both spitting like hard and fast. And, you know, they're they're talking tough. Um, and I like that they're, you know, kind of going back and forth uh, on one verse. They're sort of like bouncing off of each other. Uh, so I like that that was nice. Um, I mean, overall, to start off with, I mean, they both sound pretty good. Um, I mean, it's nothing like mind blowing yet, but um, it's it's pretty good. Um, and like, they have great flows, and like, their their rhymes are pretty tight. So I give it a four point four on five. I feel like there's a strange feeling for me as I listen to this track, because on the one hand, for 2011, this is next level. For 2020. I mean, Godzilla's out now. Right. And, like, Rap God's out. And so many other, like, incredible feats. I mean, mean, so much has has dropped that makes this feel, like, almost like it was paving the way towards maybe better shit than actually being, like, next level. Now, hear me out. I think this is wonderful to listen to. Um, I, I put it on. The beat's got like this crazy energy to it. It's produced by Havoc, apparently, which is fucking dope. We're talking right. from Mob Deep, yep. which I didn't even notice till this very second. So the beat's got this great energy. Now, if this song comes on, like 100% of the times, I'm going to go out of my way to listen to it. But like, well, I feel like it checks all the boxes of being like exactly what an amazing rap song's supposed to be. It lacks a memorable identity to the track and it isn't and what's crazy is there's even like a concept that drives this track that goes a little bit deeper and i'm stealing this from the genius contributor people but (laughs) if you listen to it m's verse is really long like this starts off like m then royce's verse is a little shorter and then they kind of go back and forth more frequently until by the end they're kind of blending into almost like a single entity with the way they're punching off of each other and so there's almost like the coming together of bad meets evil to to create like the blending of these two dastardly minds and whatnot but when i'm looking at the lyrics the flow is ridiculous like there's a switch i flip emotions cut off so 
could have drawn froze my butt off. You're like, fro froze my butt off? <laughs> like, it rhymes it with works. cut off. <laughs> but that's some crap moms say. Well, sometimes you just that's have to not make it hard. work. That's not so cold. That's like literally like, yeah, it's cold. So you froze your butt. Froze your, like, here's an example of what he could have said. So cold, my ass cheeks froze and ripped the fuck off. Maybe the flow I changed a little bit, mm. but from an intensity point of view, that sounds a little bit harder and like scarier than froze my butt just off. Just having swear words doesn't just no. It was the imagery of tougher. having your ass scraped yes, and ripped off it. that took up the intensity. It was a little more. That's some bad in my anyway. Yeah, but then if you have like your butt and this skin ain't removed, even the tip of the either. iceberg yet. It's like squirting a squirt gun in the ocean. Fuck all. What I'm trying to say is. None of that's hard. But it's still truth. It's all It's truth. all like fast and it hits hard, but like it's not hard. It's like squirting a squirt gun. A squirt gun is tiny. It's it, it so is, that's what he means. Like, it's that's a good like, example of futility and like okay. But I'm he's saying just, like if you like it's gonna make no difference basically if you squirt a squirt gun into the ocean like just that little bit of water or whatever. I'm just saying if I want to come in and wrap my fucking ass off like it's like squirting a squirt gun in the ocean. Fuck all other words. I ain't put a dent in the game compared to the damage I've yet to do. I'm like that squirt gun line is just not like fun. It, right, it's just right, kind of like lame. Right. And then the thing is, is Eminem. Because I know you have to do your obligatory Eminem's the greatest. Eminem just did Godzilla. Like, I tried the Godzilla challenge. He just broke fucking Twitter. Eminem's killing it today right now. This is okay. As far as, far as hardness goes. As far as something called welcome to hell is concerned. Right. Okay, like, okay. This is a package introducing me to, like, Slim Shady and Royce the 5'9 going fucking nuts. Anyway, it is a very underwhelming start as far as the lyrics go. And like it does it's not like it gets better. It's like as long as I got two balls to palm, I'll be the bomb. You're just a false alarm, get scant little piss ants, I'll see if I don't come along and stomp your farm. All of this works from a literary level. None but it's of it's just not like hitting. So like Okay. It, it like works. It's it's just, I don't think I would go out of my way to, like, put this on. Like, Viking and Venom and Viles and Vren, Vren, Vren is a little more like, yeah, he's killing people with chainsaws and shit. Here it's like, yeah, go ahead, little prick bastard, diss it. Sorry, I guess I'm a little prick bastard dissing it. <laughs> um, but when you get hit with a sick-ass explicit flow, like I did later on in his career. Yep. I am on other tracks on this album. Yo, this album, spoiler alert, it's got some good. It's got some weird. That's all I'm going to say <laughs> for now. There's some not as good songs. This is... I wouldn't start here. I would skip this. Like, if you haven't heard the album before and you want to be, like, blown away, I'm not sure this is the best intro from Eminem's point of view. Anyway, then Royce comes in. Guess who just came through to blast you bitches with a ratchet, a book of Matthew, and a book of matches? And I'm like, there. That was hard. He's coming in to blast me. Fair. And he's got, like, biblical fucking ratchet shit 
okay, he's fucking with the juxtaposition of heaven and hell. It's like on point. Lighting him under white linen, you about to have to admit they passed the mic as you spit it and you get handed your own ass, you're asking your own hands. I'm sure they're going to laugh when you're going to the bathroom with it. A little dad jokey, but still like, like it's in the veins of like, I'm like, Royce brought it. M, M like rhythmically did his super fast thing. But at like, uh, okay, you, you guys get the point of where I'm going with this. I do think Royce is a little more fun. Like each region breeds some MCs mm-hmm. that want to be the Ramiz. They want to breathe our air with these ideas. Anybody thinking the game don't need the bad and the evil regimes like saying that bad boy Piston team didn't need Isaiah. I don't know what that last line means because as you can, I'm not really into sports like that. But like overall, you get the sense that like, Royce is here to like fuck you up as part of bad meets evil and he's coming in with hard-hitting rhymes M is Able to spit real fast and goofy with it. That's kind of what I took from the beginning and then shit piss and bleed This a different breed of MCs. I swear better be where there's too much at stake and and to find someone this wrong a beat is rare You can kiss my ass and eat shit stains on my underwear that I don't even wear Okay, that one's a little harder Eminem why couldn't we have started with that? That was that's a little vile. Because there's a build up. There's a build up to the entire song. Yeah, but the I don't know. I feel like you should start higher when your shit's called "Welcome to Hell" and not "My Butt Off." But uh, anyway, okay, that was okay. lame. And then um, it just rolls through. They keep coming. Um, I don't. I don't have a lot more to comment. I feel like I do like when M goes, and we only get nailer with time. Me and Nickel fucking shit up on the dime. That was kind of fun because Nichols like rose to five nine, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's telling us to pipe down. It's like talking to a meth head, Bruce Willis on his deathbed, the the last breath with an infection, fighting it like he's watching internet porn. Buds meet his death with an erection. Okay, it was kind of like the way he words it all is pretty go. It, it, it's kind of clever. Um, I'm just not necessarily left with like the most overwhelming. This is the greatest I've ever heard. Be that as it may. If I don't think about the lyrics, right? And you just kind of like blend out of it and just kind of like, if I were to be like on an elliptical or at a gym and it's not really focus mode, it's more like moving and high energy mode. I think this song hits when I don't think about it. The problem is, is I want to be thinking about Eminem lyrics. So I'm giving this a 4.5 because it definitely has a purpose, but there's like a lot of better Eminem and Roy's songs, I think, like like even the Caterpillar track from that Royce album, Book of Ryan, would be like better for the purposes of what they're trying to do, I think. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's not Bad Means Evil. That's totally fine. Did you give it a grade? Yes, 4.4. So pretty close. Fair enough. I think the album really should have just started with Fastlane. I like this song a lot. Mm-hmm. Since the first time I heard this song, since the music videos dropping, like, I've been listening to this, so it's... It's about almost nine straight years now that I've been listening to Fastlane. Um, I don't know, man. I, I just think it's a perfect track. I think this is this is really like strong. Like they come in with a sense of lyricisms where the song's called Fastlane. So unlike Welcome to Hell, which makes me want to hear some vile shit, like grimy Fastlane. Kind of kind of has this smooth like we come in full force energy just off the title then you hear that like and then like just just that start like you just the way the drums roll and shit it just spikes you up and ready to go unlike the last track 
I can't help but just praise this entire song. I don't think this song could have dropped today without a million bloggers talking some shit. There are a few lines that would have been uh, criticized, but like, it's just everything from the, like the way Royce words shit, like first verse, I'm um like I'm an art, like till I'm on an island, my life's riding on autobahn, on autopilot. And I'm like, he just rhymed arm till I'm on with autobahn, auto, on an island, autopilot. I'm like, <sighs> that's the kind of rapper Royce is. And the thing is, is like, I don't know that I really ever appreciated how skilled Royce is at this kind of, I'm not saying M's not, but how good Royce is as uh, is until like recently and now going back, I'm just really appreciating like before I touch okay. dirt or kill y'all with kindness, I kill you. My natural persona is much worse than just you've been warned if you've been born or if you conform, slap up a cop and snatch him out of his uniform. Then he builds up to and hang him by his balls from the horn of a unicorn. And I'm like, how did he make unicorn hard? He just did it. <laughs> he just brought it through. He then does say, fags, no. I know. That's, you're not supposed to. But can we give him credit for this from a literary point of view? Y'all intellect's mad slow, right? So he's calling people stupid. Y'all fags, no. Claiming you banging, you flaming. Why? Because a fag is a fucking cigarette. So on top of being a homosexual, which mm-hmm. is flaming, the fact is you would actually put fire to a fag as in a cigarette. Bet you could light your own cigarette with your asshole. So at that point, it's yeah. literally talking about the maybe sexual act of involving it's like, a cigarette it's a really... with an asshole. But simultaneously, it's actually apt. And the entire yeah. thing works is being a cigarette yep. or being a double entendre for being homosexual. And can we not just acknowledge that if you're going to call something a fag, do it like that, where at least there's a huge amount of literary defense for its creative fucking like, well, use. it also means this, blah, 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 Like blah. it's also playing on the language a bit. I was like, because at first you're like, did he say that? fags word because we're 2020 now and we're all this kind of people you know we're not allowed to be offensive which i'm cool with we shouldn't be mean to people but when you look at that i was like yo did he just this fag cigarette flaming oh 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 shit and then yep. him and shady dead in the past basically resurrected his cash flow because they had beefed and he's back <laughs> and i kind of like that shit and now he's doing real well mr royster 59 is <laughs> I know, Bonnie can talk after, but like this song is one of my favorites ever. (laughs) And then it's just the way, like the transition. You know, you still fly kites daily. Catch me, your mama, Sadie's, Papa Nice Sykes, baby shit. Anyway, so the way they do that transition, as though it's like halfway through the line, and then M just like takes over and keeps it running. Um, There's just so much fun in Eminem's Mm -hmm. verse. Like, and you only live it once, so I'm thinking about this nice, nice lady. Wait, no, stop me before I get on a roll, Danish. And you're like, ad libs danish like it's like on a road yep. it's just so funny let me tell you about this pretty little dame is which then dame's name is kind of rhymes with danish which makes it fucking work from that point of view and you're like yeah ed's doing it too because she's kind of famous and you're like who is this pretty little danish dame she's not that danish and i hope you don't sound too heinous when i say this and you're like heinous is a good word yeah Nicki minaj i want to stick my penis in uranus and you're like, yeah, I do too. I get you, Em. Um, I mean, if Nikki, if, if you ever watch and you want to come hang out with us, <laughs> sending you know, Nikki. I'm, I'm game. Oh, I don't okay. even care. All right. And um, 
It's just the way he's like rapping in at this crazy fast yeah, pace, and he's like, it's "You more must think that I'm a genius, really? Yeah, I belong inside a dang insane asylum, kind of dread in trailer parks, crazy. I'm back and now I'm razor sharp, baby, and it's back with a capital B and an exclamation mark." And it's just like, now he's crazy and he's nuts, and he proved it by wanting to fuck Nicki Minaj in the anus. A totally not crazy idea. Um. Anyway. I just I just like the way he spits it. And then Slide Jordan kills it with that chorus. Living yeah. life in the fast lane. And then it just got that beautiful fucking <laughs> thing. And then the way that Resident M just kinda like bounce back and forth on the net, the rest of the track. It's just it's just dope. It's just lyrics. It's just heavy hitting. Like my slow flow is euphoric. It's lap uh, it's like I rap endorphins. I make a pack with the devil that says I'll let you take me. You let me take a shovel, dig up the courts of Jack Kevorkian. I'm like, what's a Jack Kevorkian? I don't even know what that means. I, I still don't actually know what that means. Is it? Um, hold on. Let me double check. Anyway. But the way he says it, the, the way his cadence and his rhythm gets fucked up, and then he goes, Living the life of the infinite enemy down. My tender chimney now. The semis are ready in the past. Spin him around. Enter the vicinity. Now it's called Eminem. And, but he threw away the candy and ate the rapper. And the way, like, in the middle of the fast, like, choppier part, they do, like, the mic handoff. And then Eminem comes in with the stupid-ass fucking Eminem bar where, again, Eminem can be really corny sometimes. But I like it. He's, you know what? In all fairness, Eminem, as he's writing this, is straight up in the dad joke era of life. So I'm, I'm giving him up. Like, giddy up and get, get down. And then he does this whole stuttering shit. And eh, it's fine. But he also does kind of drop one of the, the better bars, in my opinion, on this, this song here. Um, when he goes, Shorty, when you dance, you got me captivated. Just by the way you keep licking them dick-sucking lips, I'm agitated, aggravated, to the point you don't suck my dick, suck my dick. then you're going to get decapitated. Other words, you don't fucking give me head, then I'm going to have to take it. Get it? Because give me head is in. He's going to get the blowjob either way, but also he's going to chop your fucking head off and get the head. <laughs> I, I think this song's a banger, and I think that the truth is, after almost a decade, I still love it, like, the first time I heard it, and... Maybe it's just nostalgia, but I'm giving this a five on five. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, really, I've got pretty much like the same stuff to say. Uh, you also want to bang Nicki Minaj in the ass? Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyways. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like it has a, a super great like intro beat. Like it's so like it's so great. Um, and like the soul, the whole song is like super like hype, um, and like it's pretty great. And Royce is like you know because you know I'm just starting to get to know him a little bit you know as you know as 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 I was listening, um, he's like a nice clear rapper with like a super sick flow, um, and I really think that like him and Eminem make a fantastic team. Like you can like tell right away. Um, and like, yeah, I basically put the same lyrics that you spoke about, um, from Eminem and like, I just thought that they were pretty great. Um, and like his just overall flow. Um, I also loved, uh, Sly Jordan. Um, and I, I don't know if I've, if I've like encountered him before, but like, I felt like the name was familiar and I know that he's worked with, um, Nate Dogg and Dr. Dr. Dre before. So it's like, he's part of like that crew. Um, so I guess maybe he's around like... Maybe I've seen his name on something else. Um, and this is just like a song that like I could just never rap along to just because like it's too fast and I can never get all the words out. She's wrong. She could. Um, I mean, I suppose we can all do 
whatever we set our minds to, right? So. Yeah, but we're talking about me right now. Um, so, anyways, they're living life in the fast lane, and they spit fast, and they're just fast. That's pretty much it. So I gave this a 4.75. I thought it was a lot of fun. See, I know when she gets really mad, she talks really fast and absolutely could keep up with the song. And I'm just saying that because it's like the reunion. Hey, Bonnie, how do you feel about this one? So um, this one is interesting. I'm not like 100% sure I've got the story down pat, but um, I mean, obviously, I'll be corrected if I'm if not. Um, so like this is basically M is being like violent to a woman um, and whoever it is that he's dating. Uh, you know, this is like sort of like one of those like exaggerated type stories. Um, like, you know, most of the songs about women where he's like, you know, it's always an exaggerated situation. Um, uh, and like, you know, he's just kind of saying like all these like crazy violent things that I say um, and yet still like women don't necessarily think of Eminem like this when they you know they just want to like you know like a groupie right like they're just like oh my god it's Eminem ah! uh, but they don't think that like he's like this crazy kind of like sexual being um, so yeah but he's talking about it all the time so uh and then Royce is also dealing with um a woman and uh a woman that's asking about like why he doesn't write songs with women but he's like whatever I do me and I do what I like and like that's kind of that and I didn't know like I mean I don't know anything about him right so like I don't know if this was like a known is this like a known person like i don't know does is this somebody like you know i don't know but uh you know maybe this is like something that was going on and people knew about in 2011 so that's just like what i mean um and then he like he won't like, hang out with her even though like she wants to like hang out with her like him um and so he just kind of is like whatever well she did say the word swagger right it's, un it's unappealing yeah she's not cool um basically and um it's a little bit like less like intense of like a song but probably um like a little bit more realistic to kind of like what they they both kind of have dealt with i guess um and then it goes back to eminem on the third verse and he's basically like acting dangerous and driving around and crashes into um crashes the car with her in it and then she like flies out of the car so she's gone she doesn't have to worry about that um you know done and over with and um then royce has like an evil twin so um it's it made me think of like sort of well, like his evil twin is eminem oh okay i thought evil. i thought it was like bad and, and m is evil okay again as a newbie here um in royce's life um, I thought it was maybe like he was saying like he has like an alter ego, sort of like how Eminem has an alter ego. Eminem is his alter ego. Slim Shady. In the context yeah. of bad meets evil. Okay. All right. Well, you win. And uh, <laughs> thank you. So basically, they just kind of get up to shit, um, and they don't give a shit about women. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, it's a good one. It's like, you know, more, um, of a story, which I always appreciate, um, though not necessarily the nicest story. Um, so I gave it a 4.5 on 5. I, um, I definitely like this song less. Like, it's definitely like a step down. Um, so Eminem does this whole first verse where it's, 
I mean, Eminem does misogyny a lot better than this when he's high. So post high Eminem, the misogyny just kind of it's, it's it's whack. It's not as good for me. Right. And I'm not trying to encourage it. It's just like I don't know, like. I advise you to put up your visor. I'm getting kind of tricked. You're blocking my side mirror. She's like, yeah, so? I'm like, so? You're going to need a stitch. You keep acting like that, ho? I look at your husband, slut. That's a risk. I'm like, shut up. Like, it's just not interesting, actually, <clears throat> to me. What I did like is at the very end of the verse when he's like, turn that radio up loud or make it thump. Well, I bumped that relapse CD because he's making fun of how much people hate it. Yeah. Uh, trying to hit every bump in that cunt. Then I snapped back into Axons and she kept asking me to quit calling her cunt. I said, I cunt. And I thought that that line alone was good because it was funny in the way he worded it and everything. Like it had a charm where it was funny right and then you ain't really like that oh you better. i'm like what the fuck is this awful chorus this is a garbage chorus <laughs> it's bad okay i don't yeah. like it a lot okay that's i mean do you like this chorus um it's okay but it's i not- don't know i mean it works with the song but it's yeah it's not like the best i guess i like how roy starts his verse because it's uh, a callback to shake that ass yeah. um like pull up to the or no white trash party pull up to the club uh in a purse like it's or, pull up to the party in a pino like it's a porsche whatever the fuck m says in white trash party and then he goes pull up to the club in a porsche not a pino well my marshall's at a white trash party i'm at drama central um okay. Uh, anyway, I walk up and they're looking at my phone on Twitter, tweeting, and I'm like, this is boring. So Royce is fancy. He's not like Eminem. He goes into the fancy place and meets the basic lady, and then they're done, and he makes music for himself, swagger line. Yep. M goes nuts. He's with, back to like his girl soon. He's with that first chick who was whatever. He's going nuts. He, she said relapse sucks, so he snaps and he crashes the car. But Royce, he can't be bothered with this right away because... He's trying to break up this cat fight between his mistress and his damn wife. And the chick wanted a hug. She was fat, so I gave her a dap. Told her to scat. I mean, I'm cute. I'm not mean. I'm cute. And so Royce doesn't like fat chicks. He's got more than one lady, and he doesn't see any problems with it. But check it. Venus and Serena's hooves are kind of big, and they got asses, and he hopes they're not mad at him for bringing them up on the record. Um... Then he sees M, and they're all back to business. I'm like, what is this fucking track? (laughs) So, like, again, in the context of 2011 and not having more, it's kind of nice. Like, this is the new. This is, like, just dropped. It's kind of more Slim Shady-esque than what we, I guess, got on the last Eminem album. But it's a far stretch to call this good. Okay. It's technically proficient, and I can also see how if you're into this kind of silly or ridiculous shit, you might like it. I think the beat's well-produced. I just, I don't know. I gave it, I'm going to give it a 4.35. Because I recognize how my my dislike of the song is, is a lot of preference stuff. But I just, we're not in the same realm of what you would expect from Eminem, in my opinion. Anything under 4.5 is a miss for Eminem. Okay. Um, we could we could move on then, I guess, to above the law. It's like me. Like, I feel like this one, it's just got that same light feeling that we got on the last one. Yeah. That's what it is. These feel like <clears throat> like big like B sides from M. 
Yeah. Not necessarily this from one I Royce. Didn't, I wasn't so like. Like, what is in that beat? Denon is normally great. That beat is so minimalistic and simple. It's like, like trying to be tr- intense. Tried that hard to make the beat smash. Claret Chai does real cool with the chorus. Like, but when you really think about it, you're like, that's every Skylar Grey hook, honestly. It's like so many songs have this fucking hook. So many songs in Eminem's catalog basically have that hook. Like, sometimes life seems so unfortunate. That's why I don't get my... Any one of the girl singers he fucked with could have been that. <laughs> She's done this shit. The poor stay poor, the rich get richer. It's just... Does that have anything to do with this song? No, it doesn't. This chorus... That's not what the song's about in any way, right? Like that's well, it that's be a fucking the law. throwaway line that they throw in there for like like you know like to get your empathy. Um, that's why I'm breaking every rule because you know life isn't fair. Like what? Because some people are think that they're above the law and they can get away with all the shit, and I don't know. I don't they're know. jealous. Terrible, but not rippable. Invincible. I hung invisible. Fucking mistletoe all over the world. I stuck my ass up under it. Now pucker up them lips and kiss it, hoes. Here we go. Bad and evil, so you know how this'll go. The competition's miserable. We stomp them bitches. This is no joke. Going overboard like someone threw us off the boat. Choke. Caught from all the smoke. Like, it's kind of aggressive. And it's got, like, a energy. And he goes real nasally, if I'm not mistaken, on this one. Like, like... <clears throat> And he hates it with a cadence, but if we really unpackage what he's saying and think about the chorus, what's the connection? I don't get it. I don't know what I'm missing here. Are they the ones that are above the law? Are they taking shots at people who feel they're above the law? I'm I not... think it's the second one. I think it's the latter. Okay. Anyway, so they're back. Like, he takes the whole first half of this verse. Eminem establishes, again, for the fourth time on this album or maybe the third time on this album, we're back and we're killing this shit. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm champ, bitch. I'll never taste the canvas. Could never be so no damn wuss or pussy. Never mushy. So you can't squish. Nowhere near a tush. In fact, I'll jump out of... What the fuck? That isn't hard. That's some weird lines, man. That's like... <laughs> that's honestly... I. It's kind of wussy to say mushy and, and tushies and I'm like I don't and sneak attacks the only way I'll say I ambush because he's ambush as in George Bush and mm-hmm. he's a, attacking him and I'm like I don't know I don't know why this isn't sticking with me maybe because like it's just a lot of good rhyming of course it's great rhyming nobody wants to take that away but then we get back to the to the hook and Outside of that throwaway lyric towards Bush, what does this song have to do with and also, power? Like it just kind of it, like I mean I think that there there are a couple of references to Bush on this um, album, if I'm not mistaken, and it just makes me like like this is 2011. Like Bush is not the president anymore. Like it's time to move on. <laughs> I mean, sure. Like we had a lot of music about Bush. Now it's such a good era. It's like, it's like I get that like everybody loves Obama, but I don't know. 
I, I, Maybe he did something wrong. I just like to remind people that President Obama is a war ex-president Obama is as much a war criminal as President Bush yeah. is. Yeah, he killed people too. Like or he, he was bombed, not he personally, no, but no, no. he was responsible. He I mean, he's like what the is the shit out of Pakistan? Two yeah. numbers that were significantly higher. Not granted, they had better bombs under under Obama's era. Yeah, he bombed the shit out of Pakistan. It was fucking weird. And, and nope. then he fixed, he killed off uh, Bin Laden, right? Or anyway, lots of war. Yeah. Um, then Royce comes through. Baby, I'm lolly. Oh, for the record, I'm a Canadian liberal. If if you think I'm not patriotic, I am not patriotic to the United States of America. I wasn't born there, and I don't have any real love for the country as an ethereal being in and of itself. Um, that like pledge of allegiance crap still baffles me that the people are indoctrinated from the early age to be that patriotic. Ooh, Hell, getting political here. I'm s- down enough to say that my Canadian government's a bunch of racist bigots. You can just look at how they're smashing through some Native American rights on pipeline issues. What wanna be states up here? Anyway, not related to shit. <laughs> yeah, but we do have some issues going is on with the, the Native commentary right now. on how people can act above the law. The way Pierre, uh, Mr. Trudeau, Justin Trudeau, mm-hmm. not Pierre <laughs> Elliott. Justin Trudeau is essentially changing laws and agreements and treaties for the sake of capitalism. The reconciliation. I don't know how good that's uh, holding up. Then the natives shut down Canadian rails and everyone's all like, oh my gosh, we can't travel, which is good in a coronavirus era. So thank you. Industry can't function. Which is good in an era where a coronavirus is busy spreading. We don't really want a lot of traveling right now. All that to say, people are dumb, and this song has nothing to do with being above the law. And the hook is really just, it. Ri- the poor stay poor, the rich get richer, rich. That line sucks. That line is just, like, <laughs> baiting people in to, like, make this song deeper than it really is. But even Royce, and Royce just dropped the allegory. If they're... If this hook appeared on the allegory, none of the words would be coming on my fucking mouth because that shit talks about some shit where that chorus and those lines make sense. And here it's like, baby, I'm lawless. So from Royce's point of view, he's above the law because he doesn't have to. Like that, that's what I'm going to get. It's just I don't know who the fuck we're attacking. Y'all are going to be like, you spent way too much time on this. Maybe. But that's what struck me from this song. This song isn't good enough for me to not think about that shit. You couldn't burn me if you threw acid on me. I'm at your homie. Am at your home ready to spray you? That's actually pretty good. I really like the way he flips the homie home ready. I like the way he does it. While you nap at homie, everything on and around your mattress looking like the word in front of a matrimony. You high thug? Yeah, go ahead, jump. No matter how high you get, you're going to come up like spud web. My DUIs get waved like saying, anyway, I'm like, okay, fine. Not much in this song for me. Except for all we talked about so far. I'm giving this a 4.35. It's like, it's cool sounding. I feel like I should want to like it more. And I feel like it's doing the kind of tricks that should be making me call us a banger. But it just misses the mark because there's no real concept to this shit. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I like to, I mean, we've got to feature uh, Clara J. I'm like, this is the first time I've heard of her. So, uh, and I think I heard her singing. Um, the, I mean, she's fine. And like the, the beat, you know, relatively intense. I thought it was good. You know, kind of gives you that energy. Um, and I found Eminem like, was like spitting really hard on this one. Um, 
they basically say and do whatever they want because they're above the law. Like, again, like, I also found, like, the, like, who we were talking about was kind of questionable. So, like, I, I wasn't sure. Like, it felt like sometimes we were on one side and sometimes we were on the other side. Um, and their words push their, you know, push limits. And obviously, you know, like, this is something that Eminem's been doing since, like, you know, the beginning. Um, and Royce will destroy you. And he doesn't care, basically. Um, the beat was good. Um, but I don't feel like this one is, like, a hit. Like, I don't think that this was, you know, like, the one. So, um, I mean, but it was still, like, fine. I mean, it's still a good song. Um, I did feel like I liked uh, Royce a little less on this one, um, but they were both, you know, they're both like their, their, you know, their lyrics and their rhymes and their flows were, were both pretty good. So um, it's an okay song. Like it doesn't stand out so much, but like I'm kind of like questioning a lot of, you know, the same sort of things that you did. So um, I give this one a 4.25 on 5. All right, let's talk about some trash. I'm on everything. Okay. So, Royce is still consuming narcotics at this point. M is sober at this point. Let's talk about how great that beat is. That beat is a banger. Denon smashed this one out the park, in my opinion. The way they took Mike Epps and, like, auto-tuned him and, like, syrup, painkiller, cigarette, weed. It's like, it, it was a really great chorus. Like, yeah. that chorus holds this song now. Come in rapping. And I kind of like Royce's like singy flow to it, like the whole energy he brings. But this is just an ode to drugs, but like not an <laughs> interesting ode to drugs. Like, like Kush rules everything. Acid tabs, hash rooms. So yeah, of course they're all gonna rap really well. Of course all the lyrics are gonna be good. But then Royce goes, "I done f- woke up with a fucking tiger in my bathroom," and I'm like. That's the most dated bar ever, because that's a hangover yeah. bar. And The Hangover's had two sequels since, and The Hangover's <laughs> not cool anymore. There's no wolf pack. Nobody's wolf packing no more. It's over. <laughs> so that's it. And then he goes, I'm fucking, hi, whatever the fuck he does, and it takes forever. Hi. And it just sounds like <laughs> shit. Like, it actually just sounds bad. Like, I... You might like it, but I think that sounds like crap. And then, whatever, he finishes his verse, and I'm sitting there going, is it Eminem sober? And then, painkillers, I call them cane pillars, because it's the whole, and I'm like, oh, he's also doing his singing shit, because when I take him, I need a cane and pillars, I'm on everything. Sick, when I kick it, barf, me sobering up, fart, and I'm like, you did sober (laughs) up. What the fuck? This song doesn't work if you're sober. It just, right? He's trying to be, like, nostalgic, I think, with his drug use. So like, try- I think he's just being like, remember back in the day when I was on all the drugs? I don't know. I don't know how this was, like, a good idea to these guys. Like, so that whole painkillers, cane pillars, cane and pillar, like, yeah, it's lyrically fine in, like, the writing sense. Then crushed up his Tylenol threes and I don't know. I don't know. Like there's not like it's all the lines are fine, but all of the why the fuck do I why do I want to listen to this is where I get (laughs) end up. Like as I walk away from my dinner with schmucks, you're like, 
Oh yeah, that was a movie. Yeah. Once upon a time. Yeah. Another thing nobody cares about. That's like you probably have to Google the reference, making it kind of shitty. Yeah. Unlike what Royster Five Nine brought later on with the Book of Ryan and the allegory. Anyway, just because I'm doing it. Or then there's the how many types of A C I D Y E S because I'm sniffing M Y E X F U C kid up and it's obvious smoking henny in my chest. I'm B A N A N A S and I'm C O. I'm like shh. <laughs> 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 Oof, this is like why is this a song? Um, and then they're fucking Lindsay Lohan and shit. And I'm like, yep. I like the so I love the energy of the back and forthness and so like. In theory, this song kind of does everything right, except being something I ever want to listen to. Okay. So I give it a 4.35 because, like, you might want to listen to this. And I, I recognize that it's actually well-made trash. But this, to me, is well-made trash. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they are on all of the drugs and basically, you know, like you said, and it's just about their love and need for drugs and their bodily reactions to them and like how they feel. Um, and I like the, the sample that's used, like, so same sort of thing that you were talking about. Um, I kind of like some of, M some of Eminem's lines and I dye my hair back blonde again and laugh. I'm the real macaroni, you cheesy bitch. I'm demonic with the craft. I thought all oh, that all worked really yes, well. That, it's uh, well written. Yeah. There's a devil in my noodle. You angel hair pasta flows dreaded like some fucking tangled hair. Rastafarian Jamaican relaxed man. I'll send a fucking axe at you. So I kind of liked that whole like section. I thought it was kind of, you know, it all kind of made sense. I mean, just, but I, it does feel like nostalgic. I feel like I feel I think that he's thinking like of the past um, and it's it has a nice beat and it's funky and it kind of feels like it should be like, you know, like a purple pills sort of song. Like it's just um, like in that sense, like it's just like an ode to drugs and um, it's just like a fun song to listen to like it's not about anything serious it's just about drugs and if you're on drugs you'll probably really enjoy this or whatever um so i give it a 4.4 on 5 yeah so i guess these guys shouldn't be ever judging people who do drugs like zannies and stuff in their music sure yeah just in general like something i've actually like and i know maybe you're not supposed to like care that much but Yo, Eminem taught us all to do drugs. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, I didn't know what drugs were. Then Eminem taught me all the drugs. <laughs> then Eminem got sober, fine. But then he still dropped shit like this, you know? And, like, yes, now Eminem's pretty good on this subject, but I want to hear Eminem do this song where he apologizes for, like, his involvement in getting so many people to do drugs. Like, I... Don't think I'd have done MDMA if it wasn't for Eminem telling me how good ecstasy was. You know what I'm saying? Like, well. I'm telling you for me, a lot okay. of this stuff comes from them. Like, there she goes. You know, like, 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 shake that ass. Has him literally slip in ecstasy in some girl's drink to take her home and have some fun with her. You don't even know. Hey. I guess. And like... <clears throat> Like, maybe people actually did do it. They were like, oh, I'll do absolutely. that. Yeah. There's absolutely a lot of people who probably were desensitized a little bit. Because, yo, the only rapper for the longest time that was rapping about crazy drugs that I was listening to was Eminem. And then yeah. 
the mainstream started rapping about lean and this and that and everyone started acting like that was somehow bad or something but you can't like you can't be like yo eminem's the shit and then be like yo but fuck these guys that rap about those drugs and not those drugs because yo eminem pushed painkillers on a whole generation of people now a whole lot of people do painkillers i'm not trying to get like a bunch of bad attention for stating this but it is something I think about from time to time that I'm heavily influenced by the media I consumed when I was young and it made me want to do a bunch of shit. And I'm just saying, I would love to see Eminem write that track where he apologizes for shit like I'm on everything mm. because there has to be some ethical consequence to that shit, in my opinion. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just being a social justice fucker or some crap like that. Maybe I shouldn't be thinking about that stuff, but I think if you really like run it and look at it, everyone was talking about weed, and then Eminem kind of upped the game. And then, don't get me wrong, I know lean was popular in certain circles, but I'm talking like mainstream, because right. again, people when their historical like looks... I mentioned lean the other day to like some you know ladies at work, and they were like, "What is lean?" Like they didn't know what it was, and I'm like, "It's in like all of the songs." I'm like, "It's in like Old Town Road." Like it's in like everything and they're like oh and i'm like yeah yeah people are dumb i remember people going like yeah yeah it's totally fine if my kids listen to percocet molly percocet and i'm like what do you think happens when they turn 12 and then they google what's molly and percocet because they remember these tracks they used to sing along to when they were young for me it was men without hats pop goes the world I still know that song. I was three, and I still bumped that straight. You remember the music you listened to when you were a kid. Yeah. With a lot of Oh, I thought you meant that there was, like, a drug reference in that. I don't know what that song's about. It could be about... It's definitely about, like, a little sexy kind of times. Anyway. (laughs) uh, The next track on this album is also kind of sexy kind of times. Let's talk uh, about... A Kiss. A Kiss. This is a, a much better song about like women and shit like i like this one this has that energy it's like every line is sharp and cuts nice and like it hits like and the beat's kind of weird like the whole chorus like the i want is a kiss kiss like it's weird it stands out like to the point where i can't say i've heard a lot of tracks like this one this one has a stickiness to it like where I remember it, like, I can't go digging through and find ah, this track somewhere else so easily where I could for some of the other ones I was shitting on a little bit. Okay. So for me, the album definitely spikes the fuck up back here and gets into a more, all right, I can get behind this kind of flow. What do you think about this track? Um, well, like, firstly, I just want to, like, mention that, like, so far, um, or, I mean, throughout the, the whole album, but, um, like, each of the songs flow nicely into the next song like on the album like as you're listening to it so i i just wanted to mention that um and i like that you know as you know listening to the entire album like perspective so um it's obviously a well constructed piece of art um i found this one to just be like okay i'm like i wasn't like in love with it i thought the beat was kind of like eerie and fun and like kind of like more um and like the horrorcore like vibe um but like still kind of like goofy a little bit like eminem is um and i like um i like it less than probably any song i've heard so far so um i don't know that's me because i mean you're like super hype about it so um this is not one that I would go back to, but I think that's interesting that you would. So, I mean, hey, 
it's a wonderful kind of day. Um, so um, I think both of their verses are good and like their rapping and like flows are good. But again, like this one's just for me, like nothing stuck with me. It wasn't my favorite. And I found the chorus to be like maybe part of like the reason why. Like I just found it like it was so it was too weird. It just didn't work for me. Um, I liked Eminem more on this one uh, than I did, um, uh, you know, Royster. Uh, Royce to 5'9", um, but maybe that's just because I'm more used to Eminem at this point, you know, than I am, you know, with Royce's sound. So, um, yeah, I gave this one a 4 on 5. I mean, that's, uh, that's all I got. I mean, I just think there's a lot, like, I feel like it's a lot of the flows and the energy and the back and forth just kicks in hard here. Like, from the beginning, Nick Lanina, Twitter B fan, first rapper, to shot a fan. And I'm like, that's pretty strong. Like, Royce is mad at your bullshit, and he's willing to come through. Yeah. Gucci's his absolute state of mind, because he likes Gucci. But then there's Gucci Mane, who's friends with Waka Flocka Flame at this time. So Gucci's my absolute state of mind, like Waka's man. And I'm like, ah, it's clever. Chopper spraying, getting head in a parked car, the new Gallardo, the bitch sucking my dick today, call it yesterday's news tomorrow. It's got like a flossy airiness to it. Mm -hmm. Where like, you know, these women probably want these kisses, but really they're just coming through. You got to do what you got to do. Um, the rest of his verse is fine. I just thought it had like a, a, a braggadociousness to it. Where like, like unlike the reunion, where it just kind of sounded like they were crazy psychos in a pathetic kind of way. This, they kind of come off strong, like pimps almost. And I kind of like, they're able to sell it to me. Like in a, in a, in a much better, more believable kind of way. Um, Eminem's verse, this first one is fine. It's all about whatever, like hoes all over the ride, like it's an ice cream truck. I can see why they fret. I already ran over two hoes and I know the fucking driveway yet. Soon as I open the door, you try to resist. What for? Get in, girl. Don't front, shorty. You're fighting an unwinnable war. It's useless. It's tits on a boar or little tits on a whore. Get it? Because having tits on a boar, it's not useful. Like, why do you want tits on a pig like animal? Which is why? clever. Because it's because you need them because they need to feed their babies. Fair. Or little tits on a whore because whores need to have big tits for Eminem. Not necessarily because not every guy is into large breasts. That's true. There's an entire porn series called Little Itty Bitty, Little Itty Bitty Titties. There you go. So somebody's going to buy them. So, hey, anyway, you're wrong, Eminem. I mean, and then you just kind of run on through the rest of this ver versus it's just kind of bouncing. It's just kind of fun, you know, like... It's it's not anything insightful. It's just little click, like clever little witty lines, almost little jokes here and there. Um, but then then we get one of the more interesting shits where I thought it was real funny when they go reeling back and forth, like looking at a tramp, like what are you wearing? Quit playing, yeah, bitch. And I'm scratching sniff pants. Well, let me scratch him. That's Eminem. And then Rice goes, let me sniff him. Yeah, what? Did I say that? I'm on lean like styrofoam cups and kickstands. And I'm like, <laughs> Rice said he's going to sniff the pussy, the panties and shit. Then the song just kind of like ends. And I don't know. I don't, I don't really, like, I really don't think there's a whole lot of interesting outside of the way they say shit. The bars are just kind of fine. Um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's sucking a dick's a responsibility in this one. I don't know if that's the one with the sucking a dick line where he repeats that a bunch. It's like, I, I can't remember, but all things considered, I gave it a 4.5. While none of the lyrics really 
kind of steak or, or feel like some shit that's like whatever yeah it is there's five things that you are in charge of that sucking a dick sucking a dick sucking a dick sucking a dick and sucking a dick I felt like rice was very clear there it was driven <laughs> in that's what she's in charge very of. clear i don't know it's a 4.5 like i don't i can't defend why i like it i just think it's a lot more fun to listen to okay um that's fire uh we don't have to go keep keep sticking here with these guys going back and forth well speaking of fire they do like they, they do have some lighters yeah this is a pop song if there was ever a pop <laughs> song like this is the least bad or evil thing i've ever heard of my life this should be called good meets hopeful all right that's that's who should be writing this track good meets hopeful with the short cover guy um featuring bruno mars that's the short covers guy because basically yeah. all of bruno mars's career is an amalgamation of other people's sounds repurposed to create excellent pop music does him and mark ronson make great pop music yeah yep. is Betcha. it original not at all it's just other people's sounds people being love back. them because he taps into nostalgia, he gives you that throwback. But no, because like I mean, young people love him, and they don't they don't know. I mean, his references. Fu- like take Uptown Funk. It's a clear throwback to another time. All these people would have listened to their parents listening to the shit for sure. Mm. And then you hear funk; it's always going to be good. And then it just kind of sounds like seventies movies. Yeah. So everybody's watched seventies movies. Anyway, I don't know about that. <clears throat> then we get Bruno here. This is way back, Bruno. This one's for you and me, living. And you're just like, ooh, that's such clean vocals. Now, I'm going to make fun of this shit because it is what it is. It is worth saying I have, in fact, listened to this song when it came out. And when you listen to this shit, I feel like you get emotional. Like, it, it almost taps into the same parts of you that a movie that gives you, like, tears jerking comes through. Like, there's this sense of Eminem coming back, getting into his glory. Royce the five nine coming back, getting into his glory. Everyone can believe in themselves. Everyone, all I want to see is a sky fall. <laughs> Which really would now be a sky full of cell phone screens. Because yep. you're not getting lighters at a show anymore. Yep. I put a lighter up the other day, and we looked around, and there wasn't a lot of lighters. It was just a lot of cell phones. Um, I don't know. Eminem's verse is great. There's some cool lines, uh, like, had a dream, I was king. Eminem annotated this. He meant he was dreaming he was Martin Luther King Jr. Woke up, still king. The rap game's nipple is mine for the milking. Like, that's... That's a weird one, but I like that because he woke up and he's still like king of the rap game, which I guess is. But then it's also a reference to ML King. Yeah, it, it was all right, but it was still about like I don't I don't know where he's going with it. I just kind of <laughs> like till everyone fucking feels me till it kills me. I swear to God, I'll be the fucking illest in this music there is or there ever will be. Disagree, feel free, but from now on, I'm refusing to ever give up. Only thing I ever gave up is using no more excuses. Excuse me if my head is too fucking big for this building. Okay. And then 
in the context of when he's back, this definitely feels like it was created around the same era of, you know, recovery and he's coming through. Like, it almost feels like not afraid in tone. Yeah. Only a little bit, whatever, um, rappier, you know. Pardon me if I'm a cocky prick, but you cops are slick, popping shit on how you, you flipped your life around. Crock of shit. Who you dicks trying to flip? Flip dick. You the opposite. You played the same because cock spelled backwards is still cock, you pricks and i'm like deep like it's good (laughs) it does that wordplay shit where you're like playing on the cocks and the the dicks and the the rhymes are all good and (laughs) i don't know it's just corny spell it backwards love is evil i'll tell you Right. You know, like come on, Eminem. It's it's funny. It's funny because nobody else is consistently that corny, while still being a number one multi-million-selling record-breaking <laughs> artist that smashes the shits and everything. Yep. Anyway, or the fuzzy was he was a bear. Fuzzy was he had to, like. Did you not hear that plug in your head? He's like, yep. <laughs> Must end up in nothing brain fuzzy because he's buzzing. Woke up from that buzzer. Now you wonder why he does it, how he does it. Wasn't because he had this buzzer circling around his head waiting. For, and they were like, shut up. Little <laughs> hussy ass because he's fucking guess it doesn't matter now, does it? What? And they're like, he just he just kills it. Yeah. He does it to such an extent. But it's so cute and adorable and endearing. But it's like, it's fun and catchy. And it's something that, you know, everybody knows and can relate to. And it's, you know, it just so adds good. to like the pop uh, aspect of it is that it's relatable. Everybody gets it. Everyone's like, oh, this part sounds like, you know, fuzzy wuzzy was a bear. And like, this is something that, you know, white people can relate to. I don't know. <laughs> or then, all people. So let them big race because it came with five nine, but I feel like I'm six eight. And it's like, shut up, Eminem. Wah, wah. You know, like, I mean, but it's it's dad joking kind of like, and I don't, I don't mean it bad. This song is so feel good. It's so good meets hopeful. Um, and then Royce comes through. By the time you hear this, I'll probably already be Audi. Because, you know, Eminem says, by the time you hear this, I already left Spiraled Up. So they kind of start their songs together, creating a hook appeal. Um, uh, I advance, like, going from tote nine to going by and four or five of the homies to iron my Audi. My daddy told me, slow down, boy, you're going to blow it. I ain't stop, got, I ain't got to start the beat a minute to tell Shady I love him the way that he did Dr. Dre on the chronic to tell him how real he is or how high I am or how I would kill for him to know it. And I'm like, okay. I appreciate that Royce is going to do that same shit like M did Dre because it is showing the parallel and the appreciation and giving it through or whatever. But mm-hmm. gosh, it's just like layering it on, man. It's just, it's so fucking thick, the feel goodness of this shit. Um, I don't know. Royce's verse is fine. I don't have a lot more to comment on. And then Bruno can show his ass without the MTV Awards gag was another line that stood out. Because I'm like, in hindsight, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, I know there was an MTV Awards gag, but I don't remember fucking anything about it. Like, it's... Anyway. Or y'all bugging out like Wendy Williams staring at a beehive. I thought that was funny. Yeah, she does kind of have goggly eyes and and i just can't stand her so anybody can make fun of her to me but yeah this has got the cornball feel to it it's got the thick layer of pop feel goodness it's definitely good means hopeful lighters i can't call this bad means evil it's just (laughs) not what it is but i like it i think it's cool to okay so, so let's talk a bit about versatility yeah hit or miss on this album is definitely a good way to put it but like eminem also knows how to i mean this he wants to make money, 
right? And this is going to make him money. This song. But I also feel like this project's a little more experimental. Like, there's some shit on here. Like, listen, I'm on everything. Never would have made an Eminem project. Yeah. But because it's bad meets evil and they can be kind of goofy. He can just kind of, like, do whatever. And it's like he's taking on, like, and I'm, I'm appreciating all of that. But the end result is some of this is maybe not, like, smashing as hard as you might I might like. <laughs> Lighters is good. But I like the fact that as much as we can criticize, and I have criticized some of the stuff on this album, uh, I like the fact that we're at track seven, and we can safely say all seven tracks are distinct. Like, you e- I, I, you might either love or hate each particular individual song, but there is value, at least, in going through it and checking it out. Yeah. Um, I, do, do you have more thoughts for this particular one? Um, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. It's just sort of, it's very much a radio hit. Um, Like, you know, we've got Bruno Mars's lovely, powerful, crisp voice at the beginning and, you know, obviously throughout as well. Um, It has a nice beat. It feels like, you know, like an Eminem song, you know, kind of like how you were saying, like about the things that, you know, he's dealing with, like the fame and like the drugs and like being off of it and like the criticisms of his albums and, you know, about of him and all this stuff. And kind of like, you know, looking back and kind of going through the, the suicide and like the depression kind of er- like times where, you know, he went through and, you know, how he got through everything because of the love from his fans um, and he couldn't do it with the support and that's why you know all of these lighters are all like you know basically a light of hope for him uh, to keep him going and to keep him sober and like a, a constant reminder that every time that he does a, a show or um, anything where there's like you know people are listening to his music um, that they are basically reminding you know reminding him that they're there for him and love him and you know you know, we're all we're all fan you know, fans of Eminem. So and and that's just kind of what it is, just kind of to like he needs to remember that. Um and how like the fans give him like strength, you know, to keep going. So um that's what we've got from him. And then Royce is basically talking about um how he's hearing other rappers kind of like going through like honest shit, um and like the things that, you know, they're talking about he's kind of like okay well i'm not alone like kind of basically what eminem is saying like he's saying you know i went through this depression and i did this and i was on drugs and blah 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 and like he's talking about you know he talks about a lot of things that people don't necessarily want to talk about um but kind of royce is seeing that as relatable uh you know being like okay well you know people are are singing you know making music or whatever about these sorts of things okay maybe i'm you know maybe this is happening to more people than you think it is and that you're not so isolated and just like that sort of overall feeling and about like you know his like comeuppance and like how you know people wouldn't work with him but now everybody wants to work with him and he, now he's getting all the ladies and he's successful and blah 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 basically just about all of that and like how he just kept dreaming his dream and it just got bigger and bigger and here he is today living the best life so it's a good song it's like sonically it's it's you know great to listen to and you know it has like a you know powerful messages and about um you know overcoming and like you said hopeful and like you know all that kind of stuff so i mean it's it's a great song and you've got great artists um you know all like 
constructed in there together. So I give this a 4.85 because it's pretty good, but I don't know. It's pop. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, the next track is called Take From Me. Okay. I mean, on the one hand, this song's real nice. The <laughs> Claret Jai does a great chorus. Is everything not enough? What more can I give up? Is there anyone I can trust? I give you my all and you still take from me. So this chorus definitely cor- it connects to the, the point of this song, which feels like them pleading with us to not steal their music. Right. I mean, Royce, I feel it, man. That guy is not rich at this time. Okay. Him making this song is totally fine. Eminem is worth fucking nine <laughs> figures and shit when this comes out. Shut the fuck up. Like, wow. Well, Taylor Swift is still whining about it. Shut and the she's fuck worth, up, like, her too. You know, a lot of money too, so I don't know. Like, I kind of get it. Even even if you've only got a couple of millions, that can like disappear. Eminem is old money. Like he his kids inherit old money. Okay, like that's what's happening with Eminem's life now. He's right, worth, and he has been for so fucking long that when I hear Eminem doing this shit, it's like okay, because like he. While he's saying we stole his music, we were still going to his shows. We were still buying his merch. We were so yes, we stole his music. And then everyone I know is buying shady LTD sweatpants or whatever the fuck they were, and like it's buying posters and buying all sorts of Eminem shit. This guy is in no fucking position to write this fucking song. That's all I'm trying to say, Royce. I'm not saying it. It's not the same. It's just Eminem has no perspective sometimes. Anyway, chorus comes through and then Royce is like, I know that without my fans, I ain't shit, but y'all better read my lips. I don't spit raps this ill for you to just hack and steal and leak my shit. So peep my drift. I hope y'all don't think you helping me out with that shit. It's stressing me out. Now, to be fair, there was a problem in the music industry where... People leak and steal their shit. Now, leaking yeah. stuff, I admit it's kind of bullshit yeah. because it's not the final form and it can fuck up people's entire like album strategies and yeah. like the King Mathers thing with Eminem, like, you know, a bunch of bullshit. It can be real bad. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Um, Nichols 9 is blowing up Christmas time. You should hang my album on top of your fireplace because around that time, my stocking's going up. Super clever. And again, from Royce's end of it, I actually really feel it because even in light of these obstacles, he's still fucking like running through it. Like like it's like Layla Ali's chest, a tough titty. Very good line. Um, and he rolls through and it's just like you feel his empathy. Um, you feel like the power and the pain of how he's going to break through and persevere and everything. And even though like... It's tough, you know. Please look at these expenses, these people expense. Oh, I like it when he ends it kind of talking about with the money shit. If I got to lend you money every time I see you just to be your friend, bitch, I don't really need your friendship. So I like how it evolves past instead of just the way people treat him. And, like, there is that point. One of my biggest fears of getting rich is how I'm going to tell everyone to fuck off because nobody's going to be in my life anymore. I don't have fucking empathy for any of that shit. Oh, you want my money? Get the fuck out. 
Oh, did you put in the work? No, go away. I'm not really a nice person like that. Um, <laughs> so I kind of get where Royce is coming from. Then Eminem comes through. I live in a bubble. I struggle with fame. Trouble as the pain grows. Double. Give a fuck what you say. You, he cares what we say. When you, my music, you take so subtle just to give it away to the people that don't even appreciate flows. Motherfucker, I'm livid today because I break my back to give you art. You steal my thoughts. It's like I'm driving a spike through my heart. I'm kind of like, is M mad that people are stealing? See, like Royce yeah. really kind of like... Well, I mean, Eminem can still get mad about it. I mean, I guess, like, you know, he's allowed. To steal from me, but music's all I got. Bullshit. You got a record label. <laughs> you got signed artists to you. You got you got a lot. And you got a clothing line. You got, you got a lot of things, Eminem. Don't lie to us. You know, I, it just <laughs> it's not a good look for Eminem. Anyway, I keep rapping, but I wonder sometimes, is it worth all the bullshit? Cause it feels like a down when there ain't no getting up from. But I won't let me, I won't let it get me down. I won't succumb. Is I'm anything but glum. So fuck up. That's a lie. All of that's a yeah. fucking lie. We know that because we have the rest of Eminem's career to know how full of shit Eminem is here <laughs> as he's trying to prop himself up. Yeah. But the problem is, it's like I don't feel bad for Eminem. Like, yes, you can say like like here here I'll I'll put it in a different way. I don't really feel bad when people steal from major corporations and chains. Like if you jack a chocolate bar or a soft drink or you steal like a Gucci, I actually, I don't feel bad for these companies. Like they make enough money that they can handle this shit. I feel bad when you jack from mom and pop shops and like smaller end shits because these people literally can't afford it. So like yeah. I'm so prejudiced with where I'm okay with my theft. My theft. So like... I feel like it's right. bad to steal from local indie artists. It's it's okay to jack Interscope. Like he's worth like a quarter of a billion dollars. Like he's Eminem he's is all backed right. by the Interscope machine. The amount of money Eminem gets off of an individual album sale at that point in his career is like he's he's yeah. You're stealing from Jimmy Iovine more than you're fucking stealing from Eminem. This whole song is a really great sounding track that's conceptually. I feel like there's parts of it that are a little misled, and it it kind of irked me. But I think it's just, like, the overall sentiment. But, yes, it's just weird when they're singing about it. It's weird when Eminem's. Because, M&M. like, it, now if Royce were to write the same track today, I'd be just as annoyed with it. Because I know where Royce is at in his career now. It's not like he's killing it. you jack in that $20. That, you know, when you're... when Like, if you steal my album, I've made $6 of album sales in my life. I would be kind of sad if you stole my album because I don't make any money off of it. If I made a million and you stole my album, I'd be like, okay, but like I wouldn't be mad. I'd be kind of happy that you like my shit enough to steal it. And it's just the vibe. It to me, it says these guys care more about making money off of the art than creating the art when they present that notion, which is yeah. weird because I don't believe that's true for either of these guys. I think both these guys care more about the art, but with this track, it makes it sound like that to me. Y'all don't have to agree with me. Anyway, okay. I gave it a 4.5 because in light of everything I said, <laughs> it's a it's, it's a really honest song. Yeah. I don't want to take away from their honesty. It just makes – it's like sometimes I respect Marshall the man and sometimes I don't. I respect him today. That's all that matters. This is a game we're talking about 2011 shits and I don't care how bad you all think, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, Slaughterhouse is on the next track.
Did you talk about it? Uh, no. I, I did. Okay, go on. Okay. Um, so this is, this one is definitely, um, I felt like more of like a Royce song. Like it just feels more like that. Um, and I guess it's true because, you know, exactly what we talked about, um, about like his success and being great at the time. Um, but like, and how it, like his success caused like a big rift between him and his brother and how he feels, you know, you know, assumably we, he feels guilty all, all of the time about that because, you know, he's. You know, his music he chose over his brother, and that kind of sucks, I guess. Um, but still, it's something that, you know, is probably relatable. And, you know, I'm sure other celebrities that we don't really hear about, like their families and, like, you know, their siblings and, like, things like that a lot of the time. But, I mean, there's probably, like, behind the scenes with a lot of people, not everybody's just, like, living off of, like, their, you know, off, living off of like other people's success like you know sometimes there's a rift that happens and you know there's that kind of anger that's behind it and I'm sure that's a lot of the time uh, money causes crazy stuff so um, and he's got like issues with like friends um, because they were expecting things uh, from him they always want something from him so he's kind of annoyed with that happening um, and again, exactly like what you were saying, like he's dealing with people in the music industry and taking from him as well. And like Eminem talks about about that as well. Um, and that's, you know, part of like like the, the, the negatives that come along with like his success is that, you know, these people are still, you know, just using you and taking money from you. And like there's all these issues with copyright and, you know, who gets to like have the music and who gets the money from the music. And it's all like all oh, these you know, I feel like Eminem's got the less best lawyers, so I'm sure he can figure all of that stuff out. But um, I don't know; it's fine. Um, I did. I didn't really love um, Claret J on this one so much, but she did have an interesting sound. Um, I mean, for me, it was a good one, not an amazing one, just a good one. Uh, so a 4.35 from me. Fair. The next one has Slaughterhouse featured on it, which is fair because they're signed, they're, they're friends of And they're here Royce. to make some loud noises. Slaughterhouse! <laughs> I enjoyed listening to this, um, but how do you feel about it? This one is very intense. The beat is like super like, it gets you, um, yeah, like you said right away, uh, we've got the Slaughterhouse like that happens and I think that's like just part of like what they always do um and like Eminem is like so like so fast on this one I find and like he's kind of like playfully tough um uh, crooked one is like super tight oh oh I thought it was crooked one now he's crooked king crooked he's evolved to king crooked there we go but it's definitely crooked eye oh okay that's cool too um Um, Royce is talking about girls and coke and his big penis and so cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, Joel Ortiz is, um, his flow is kind of like make me like think of Eminem mixed with Lil Wayne a little bit. So I thought that that was kind of like an interesting mix. Um, and I thought that he was good. Um, Joe Budden, we've got uh, here as well. He has a good verse, um, and but he's basically like acting all tough uh, to, you know, prove his haters wrong or just to like, you know, kind of 
he's puffing his chest against like the haters and whatever. So, um, I mean, I don't really have like too much to say about it. It's a good song. It's fun to listen to. It's very, very hype and energetic. Um, and it's a good collaboration. I thought it was perfect. So I gave it, a, well, not perfect, but uh, very good. So I gave it a 4.5 on 5. Um, I think Eminem starts it off strong. He's got that high-pitched, slim, shady, aggressive voice. And yeah. it's cool. Like, life handed me lemons. I've jumped back in the public eye and squirted lemon juice in it. By now, you, you just wish I'd fucking die, but I electrify, get electrocuted, executed by the execution. Um, and that's cool. He's coming in. This is going to be one of those lyrical, hard, fucking punching things. Um, you know, there's not, like... A lot in M's verse that I think is like super. I'm gonna comment on it and say a whole lot of shit. You know, it's just kind of what it is. He he kills it. He comes in, and it's enjoyable. And his flow is proper. And like yeah. this is kind of like hearing this. You're like, why wasn't the rest of the fucking album as good? But it, you know, and I think this is a standard. I think this is one of the best tracks on the album. To be completely honest with you, um, so it's flowing. It's real good. But then it really increases when. Uh, King Crooked comes through, man. I think his verse is by far the best on this whole fucking track. Cool. Um, just the, I'm a menace, building my pen is sick and spilling my lyrics, killing. Then I let you witness shit when they hit the ceiling. I'm willing to get the listeners the sickest feeling. Like missing some Benadryl and penicillin. Then I'm feeling the clip like a written pow. Can you see my picture of my pistol drilling? And I'm just like, Ooh. Like, that's all, like, basically the same rhyme. The way he did it all it's all just and the way he flows it is better than what i did it's cooler with the pausings and shit and it's just just fucking killing it you just feel like this smoothness to the way he comes through it and i just it's just fucking fire you popping shit till your opposites i can spit ominous so spit politics now i'm Haley selassie gandhi and Pac on this hip-hop genre bitch and i'm like <gasps> what powerful people to compare himself to just just King Crooked kills it. He's just fucking fire on this. It just it's amazing. And then you get that slaughterhouse. And then Royce is back and I'm like, okay, so he's physically, he's literally a cocaine cowboy. Wait, what? Did I just go almost four bars without talking about my big dick? And I'm like, you haven't talked about your dick like almost anywhere on this album. You yeah. barely talked about your dick. You did a whole lot of four bars without your dick. That's fine. His voice is like fun to listen to. The verse is fun. It's just the game. Like him and M they're not like i don't have as much to comment on it just yeah. it's just fun to listen to um yeah that's fine i don't have a lot more to say about royce uh joel ortiz is cool he rolls on through mm-hmm. I, I also don't have a whole bunch to cop i'm gonna talk to him i'm fine he's just fine he raps proper everything's good i do like when he goes i'm gonna get you mad with this gift i have like duck suffering suck a tash with the trigger blast i'm gonna put you on your fitted hat with a liquor at sip you a bad bitch with a vicious track like it's all it is. It's just the compounding syllabic fucking stacking that shit. It's fucking dope. I do like suffering succotash because it's a rare thing to hear and it just always sounds good. I'm a big fan of alliteration like that. Rolls on through. Then Joe Budden fucking sounds like he can't keep up the entire verse. Like he sounds <laughs> like he's just behind and he cannot keep up. Like it's like a sloppy verse. Mm. I, and I mean like it doesn't sound like it's aesthetically he chose to be. It sounds like this is the best take they had. And they went with it. And then that, it's it. Like, it's just, I mean, I know Joe Budden can rap his ass off. 
but now I understand. No, now I want to like listen to it again just to be like, like oh, okay. I feel like he's offbeat in some way. Like he's just he's he's rushing. Like it doesn't fit snug like everyone hmm. else is. But it's cool. Like it didn't say what they call us. How you married to the game, but you probably should have come to the altar every bar like a pro paying for the sawed off. You should have hung, but they'll fault you. Eminem, Mr. Porter, slaughter my sentiments. Eminem, torture all of you feminine marauders. Dude. And it's actually lyrically like the same. It's it's as good, you know. Um, I kind of like when he goes, it's got an aura more like Sodom and Gomorrah. Normally something's wrong with me. Blame it on the quantity of the porn I see on pawns to me. When I fixed the game, y'all shit came, y'all think shit came with a warranty. How the fuck they gonna stop what I was born to be? And so like it has this like he's corrupted the biblical uh, like uh, comparison. Just the, all of it is hitting. It's just, eh, he's just kind of sloppy. And then his, or sit your faggot ass right there in the dormancy. Wait, all you missing is heels to be RuPaul. Ain't nobody that's real ever knew y'all. I would argue RuPaul is doing way better than Joe Budden today. Throwing <laughs> it out there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd believe that. But yeah, anyway, I thought this was a pretty fantastic way because this uh, this is the last track on the album proper, and the next two tracks are bonus, right? So I thought this was a pretty cool way to end it. It hits fucking strong. Outside of the sloppiness of Joe Biden, and we'll say the lack of remarkability in Royce to five nine, I gave it a four point seven five. I can live with all that. That shit's fire. Like this shit comes on, and it's one of those bars for days. Just plays heavy hitting tracks, but it's not perfect when it could be okay anyway there is living proof how do you feel about this one well um this one like right away like i like the beat because i like drumming so i like that um we've got like royce like is on his own um basically on this one i think um and like how like he's now hanging out with like the no, most there. isn't he yeah he's on is he on there no they're but yeah they're both, but they go back and forth ah okay um anyways disregard <laughs> um so he's basically just like bragging about like how he's hanging out with we're not bragging about it but like i think more in awe um of the fact that he's hanging out with um like the most like famous rappers in the world and like he's living proof that you know hard work and um you know having that american dream uh, it works, and um, the harder you work, the harder or the, the sooner you'll arrive at success. And you know, I think Eminem, I guess, does similar thing. I literally wrote nothing about him on this one, so um, nothing can stop them. And uh, they're here, they're at the top, and like you can be successful too. Like you can do this too. Like if you just work hard, basically. Um, so I mean, for me, it was like an okay song, but like. Um, and like a good story and like, you know, a, rem a reminder from like the people at the top that, you know, you can like escape, like, you know, if you're in like a shitty situation, like you can escape that and like be successful and be at the top and, you know, don't listen to the haters basically. So, um, it's good, but I gave it a 4.25 on five. This is by far the most boring song on the album. Um, I don't like the don't stop. It just comes through in the beat. Like, I get it. It's yeah. from the funky drummer. It's some James Brown sample, but it's done to fucking death in this track. It's just constant. Um, otherwise, it's like, it's cool. Like, it, like, it's cool in the sense that it comes through rapping. Like, if you're, if you're unlike me, already feeling every track on this album and you're just dying for another one, this is a B side if I ever heard a B side. It's a less good yeah. version of other shit on this project. Um, so it makes sense to be on the bonus. Okay. 
um roy starts us off like we're about to get into the tale of a gunner that details the dungeon just as the pale moon eliminates the hail and thunder and oh once the year where i fell from blunder and shady lifted his wing then i fell from under it 2001 em and rice have a beef he's free falling everything goes bad his career's fucked up he whatever he's alive justin t ain't got nothing on him because he done cried mary j blige rivers and i'm like okay anyway and then uh people see him with uh em and jay-z and now everyone's calling him back up and you know he's famous again so people like him yeah then the chorus is fine but like it's also lukewarm like when the bottle stop popping and the dollar stop stopping and you're like okay royce doesn't it he it just feels like he's just continuing to rap it like there's a certain like i kind of get the kind of chorus he's doing here and i feel like M would have slammed this chorus and it would have been good, but mm. Royce is chorus doesn't hook me. It's just cool. Like I'm living proof. It's pretty safe to say. God give it and God take it the way. It's the worldwide American way. What the fuck does that mean? What the fuck is the worldwide <laughs> American way? That God giveth and God taketh away. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> that's that same vapid nonsense where it's like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. What's well, some bullshit? Yeah, but when you really think about it, you're like, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's that's you were you were you're on everything, right? Um, yeah. And then Eminem's here. Your body language is saying your confidence is gone. Well, pick your ass, little ho- pick your ass up, little homie. Come on, you just gonna sit there and take it or make him suck it? Tell him where to shove it straight up. You gonna make love to the world or you gonna fuck it? I'm like, okay. So Eminem's basically lashing out, saying, "Don't sit there and be whatever. Come through and and hit hard because he's gonna fucking hit hard and shit and etc." And then verse goes on through. They do a whole third verse where they go they each do a half of it and and yeah nothing nothing really interesting happens yep. in this track look like the beats all right everything's all right like if we're gonna compare this to say other people's music i would argue this i would rather listen to this than other people's shit if i'm gonna compare this to what i've heard within the catalogs of eminem and royce to five nine i'm giving this a 4.25 and calling it one of the worst songs in eminem's catalog all right um well that that said that let's talk about echo let's do it what do you think of this one um, this one is interesting. Um, we've got uh, Liz Rodriguez. I hope I'm uh, Rod, 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 Rod? Rodriguez. Yeah, I hope I'm saying that she's right. She's done yeah. a few tracks with him. Yeah. Um, at the beginning, and like she's lovely, and like sounds like a little bit eerie, which I think fits with like this entire song. Um, Eminem rapping about being the best rapper, and you know he can destroy others. Um, and is back and and has since uh, this is the last song proved that he is the greatest rapper. Um, so it has a nice beat. Um, Royce is basically great because he's signed to Shady Records, uh, and it feels kind of similar to um, you know we're going back, we're putting our head into like 2011, right? So it makes me think of kind of like what was happening with Joe Budden um, and just like how like he's just very appreciative that he's like living his dream because he's just signed to Shady Records. Um, So he's humbled to be working with Eminem and he's amazed at the same time uh, to even be there. And I think that that's kind of like a cool and it's nice and it's very like, you know, an honest feeling. Um, And I think that we, you know, anybody would be honestly um so um i feel 
like that you can like on this song that is very clear that um, we've got like a, a teacher and a student situation like that you know we've got like Eminem who is like there and like showing him like how to do everything and um, Royce to Five Nine is definitely like watching observing learning um, and kind of just taking it all in so I think that that's just kind of like what he's dealing with um, and I think it's kind of cool it's a very cool song um, I feel like even though they're from like like they're saying like something different that they're both sort of saying the same sort of thing at the same time and like that Royce is basically Eminem's echo like he's just kind of like there's always going to be like this kind of right that's how I interpreted it that that's kind of he would just continue on with like Eminem's kind of like legacy I guess so um I thought it was uh, kind of cool so I give it a 4.5 on 5 I feel like the echo is meant to be like the just like the adoration and praise or the buzz or the noise that right. comes from them, whether okay. it's positive or whatever. It's just everywhere they go, you know. Um, I feel like Eminem's verse. It's a lot of this one. It's it's how he rapped it. This might be the most interesting in terms of rhythm and flow and complexity and shit. Mm -hmm. And it really flosses that in a good way. Um, you know, I eat rappers with the rhyme, consume them. The only, you know, just the way he like plays with the timing and he gets faster and slower and really just fucks it around. I, I find like it stood out. The only fucking thing that you consume is time. I'm superhuman. My world is like Rubik's Cube. It's too complex, girl. You assuming Cupid looming my mentality's caveman, stupid woman. I mean, he's fine. He, he's basically recognizing how he's uh, adored by the world, how he's coping with fame. And I kind of really appreciate the honesty again and overall just that he brings that over here and just pours it down i don't have a lot to comment it's not like he's bringing like revolutionary new ideas he's not like he's even doing it in the best way we've ever heard it's almost like kind of what i want from him you know like yeah run to the core to the bone uh all the way down to my soul from my head to the toe ever since i was 13 i learned how to sew and sewed my shut my own booty hole because I, uh, I ain't took no shit since I looked down to my nuts and saw my first pubic scroll. So when he, it's like, cool, all right. Like, it all makes sense. It's fine. Um, the chorus strikes really hard. And then Royce, again, he kind of, like, comes through. Is He's classical poems. Battle my own demons. I need a glass of Patron. Battle as I need a horn stabbing my clavicle bones. I'm or, matador prone. You know, and so I really enjoy the way he, like, uses his language i feel like he has a higher level of intellectualism than eminem and when he does floss that it's really fucking cool um and yeah uh basically he kind of comes through like he's the second best guy to eminem in this track he's like that's kind of how i feel like he's yeah. there to be like the side guy and i thought like in general um just the way it ends like the ladies check us they whisper shady records that was fun too uh the way he ends it but um Nowadays, I'm a hundred percent sure Royce thinks he's better than Eminem. Like oh, yeah? a thousand percent sure Royce thinks he's the greatest of all time. I think Royce is the. I would argue. I think Royce makes a more interesting album than Eminem if hmm. they were to go toe to toe today. Eminem sells more because of legacy. Uh, but I, I thought this was fun to listen to, and it really ended things better because I wasn't hopeful when I got to like Living Proof. But no, this was a good end. Um, I like her chorus better than say the one in Take from Me. But uh, I'm going to give this a 4.5. It's a cool track. Cool. All right, so I guess that brings us to the end of this little EP that's actually a full-length album based on length. I don't know what the fuck they call shit, the things they do. <laughs> I gained a project of 4.5. Um, 
I mean, it's... I don't really know if this is a classic. I think it's more of a niche. Like, if you already love Eminem, yeah. it's a classic. If you already like, like what, if you like what these guys bring to the table, if you want another 11 tracks to fiend through and you haven't already heard them, it's delightful. I think in 2011, when this came out, it was really strong and it was really something like, yeah, maybe that's fuck it. shit up, like for the timing. Like, it was a powerful way to coincide with like slaughterhouse's launch on shady records and yellow wolf and like to reintroduce it so it's like a great promo tool but that's what this feels like it feels more like a great promo tool than a great album Interesting. um i feel like there's a lot i i don't like uh to a point where i don't know it's not a classic it just has some really fucking great banging songs like it's got some really good songs on it and then it's got some really forgettable things like when you when you think about it through the frame of all music like it's a cool sample of what these two guys can do in it but it felt i feel like they they threw this out to satisfy the itch or to hype some shit up but what i want to hear is what happens on the alleged bad meets two bad meets evil two album that may one day be coming apparently it's a thing um i'd be curious to see what they can do today where they're both deeper than this time in their lives but eh, this is like a really good album i'm probably never gonna listen to outside of fast lane fast lane track for the ages <laughs> i can't actually recommend anything else as something that i think is sticky 10 years later yeah i mean yeah fair enough um yeah i give this a, a 4.43 on five so it's an 88.6 percent um yeah i'm like i'm with you like there are some very good songs on here and like for like the most part like the quality is good everything's well made but it's just not necessarily likable all of it or like you said sticky like it's not not all of it sticks with you so um but am i happy i listened to it yeah i am um am i probably gonna go back to it probably not never but um you know the more you know i guess (laughs) all right so yeah thank y'all for watching yes thank you it totally means a lot to us that you would do such a thing feel free to leave any comments with your thoughts and your opinions and your ideas uh feel free to like the video if you did mm-hmm. subscribe to the channel for more reviews um so yeah that would be cool of you special thanks to the patrons ismail gadamsey chris prado jonathan brunsey Black hurricane linda lynch coney sparse and scribble that don't they support what we do how to get a new camera get to tell us what albums to review as uh, the next episode we're going to record is a patreon request mm-hmm. so if you really want to see us do something and it hasn't happened yet you kind of force my hand over there um Otherwise, we have a lot in the works, and so we promise that by the end of 2020, this place will look completely different and stuff. So uh, I also make music myself. You can check that out on Spotify, this channel, all the different places. Holden Stefan Roy, The Alternative Grind, is my project that I just put out, working on a new one. Looking forward to sharing that with y'all. And live long and prosper, everyone. Bye, guys. <laughs>